Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to add a battle pass! <laughs> ah! God! Yeah! Where did that come from? Jeez, these things are everywhere! God, I mean, if, if supposedly single-player games like Suicide Squad, colon, Kill the Justice League can add them, then I guess we can too. Whatever. You bet we did, Lawrence. Looks great. Uh, give us 10 bucks and watch 20 of our episodes to unlock an Inside Games hat for your YouTube comments or one of those little things you can put on there. Who knows? Yeah, a little scarf. Who knows? Some boots. Whatever. Luckily, everyone's already mad about the Suicide Squad battle pass, so hopefully we can get this one in right under the radar. Oh, no one's going to notice this. Uh, it's not a great situation with Suicide Squad, though. Uh, as usual, when the gamers are mad, it's about more than just having a battle pass, even if it is also about just having a battle pass. It's <laughs> a lot of things this time. I mean, battle passes and monetization are crawling their way into every corner of every game. Not to mention the several, several times developers have promised that games won't flip pay to win, only to just have that happen later. To make matters worse, Suicide Squad itself has been a long time coming. After a long wait, the last thing Rocksteady fans wanted to hear about is how their next game will have new ways to charge them more money. Yeah, not a lot of great angles here on this one specifically, but if anyone can find the upside here, it's our special Inside Game Sunshine Correspondent Yami. Thank you, Lawrence. And I do have some good news here. The game's actually coming out. Oh yeah, that's been a really long time, right? <laughs> sure has. Suicide Squad colon Killed Justice League from Rocksteady Studios was originally supposed to release last year, then got delayed until this spring. After more delays, it has finally confirmed to be releasing on May 26th of this year for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. But even putting delays aside, Rocksteady Studios' last major release was Batman Arkham Knight in 2015. Eight years is a long time to wait for a game that doesn't start with Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, but now, loyal gamers, we've made it through the desert. We followed our beautiful prophet, Rocksteady Studios, to another beautiful action game. And what do we find? Surprise! It's a battle pass! <laughs> Elite image on 4chan depicts what looks like the main menu of Suicide Squad. One of the tabs is clearly labeled Battle Pass. In a full-priced, single-player-ish game, Cue the pitchforks and torches, people. Oh, no, every, I'm, everybody's really upset. I mean, hey, 70 bucks plus a battle pass is a lot of money. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I, right I, from I, the drop, too. Like, you don't want to pay 70 bucks and then the game's like, congratulations, you get to pay us more. Absolutely. Uh, so this image was later confirmed by Video Games Chronicle, who reported that it was from a recent test build of the co-op game. Uh, they also quoted a development source who said the battle pass will be focused on cosmetic items, which eh, not as bad, not as bad. Yeah, but focused on doesn't mean only. <laughs> sure, right. I can focus on anything and secretly be doing something else. Oh, yeah, the leaked image also contained multiple kind of currencies, you know, just handfuls of coins of every kind. BGC was told that the various currencies shown are basically XP that you can use to power up and customize your skill tree. This is, uh, never mind, this is sounding bad. Uh, a source told them, quote, you don't start off debuffed and weak. You just start off great and then can get ridiculous like Arkham Knight's Batman. <laughs> That's such a lie. The leak <laughs> caused some instant backlash on the gaming leaks and rumors subreddit where the image was reposted, where commenters complained about yet another full price game that's going the dreaded games as a service route. So that's the other big picture thing at play here. I mean, it sucks for a battle pass, but this is kind of part of a larger narrative. Battle passes have largely been relegated to free to play multiplayer games. Everyone largely accepts that free multiplayer experiences would have some kind of paid upgrade. As long as it's cosmetic, that seems fine with most people. Conversely, there aren't that many solo games or games that can be played solo, because that's what Suicide Squad looks like. It can be played solo that has a battle pass. Doom Eternal kind of had them, but they never really cost money. You would just unlock skins and profile banners by 
playing the game as usual. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm a Doom simp, but also Doom Eternal kind of did it right. They did the thing that everyone asks for, which is just a flat purchase, tons of single player content, and then add on content after the fact that you get by playing the game. So if you want it to be done right, you got to look at the ones that are doing it right and celebrate them. Anyway, even though Suicide Squad is technically multiplayer, it does have co-op, it's still a full price game from a company that has in the past released very content rich single player experiences. So basically it feels like another monetization boundary that's getting pushed against and erased. The closest comparison here is pretty obvious, superheroes and all. Marvel's Avengers had a battle pass as well. Every post-launch character was free, but had a $10 battle pass in the form of a hero challenge card. And you might remember that the developers of Marvel's Avengers faced quite a backlash after initially adding real money XP boosts to the game after promising the game would have no pay to win options. There was an outcry from players and Square Enix eventually remove them after a month. Boy, it didn't help the game though, because that game already was not very good. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh man, uh, this whole thing has been a recurring conflict over the last 10 years or so. As uh, development costs have risen, some have tried to offset those costs by adding in various monetization tactics. My favorite is the Star Wars Battlefront games. They were a huge case study in developers going way too far with monetization. Most people credit the publisher, not the developer, with it. And uh, they're sparking just huge backlashes from fans. And yet, when the gamers do accept those heavy monetization structures, it pays out big time. Full-price sports games like FIFA and NBA 2K have long had all kinds of DLC and monetization hooks, and they haven't suffered that large-scale player revolt. Or it does happen, but the game's just so big, it, it doesn't really amount to much. And the results are, you know, they kind of speak for themselves. In 2021, FIFA publisher Electronic Arts reported that two-thirds of their $1.8 billion in revenue came from live service oh, games. Gosh, that's a lot of money. The players have held the line when it comes to other games and other genres, uh, typically only accepting cosmetic-only battle passes and then largely only with the free-to-play games. Whether it's gamer solidarity or general market fatigue, Tons and tons of service games have just kind of fizzled out recently. We, we did a whole report on it a few, uh, few months ago. It also doesn't feel great that Suicide Squad is apparently going the live service game route. Like it's picking the losing strategy that everyone's tired of before it's even out. Yeah, and that's not even accounting for whether or not the battle pass or any other monetization junk in the game will eventually trip over that pay to win line. Uh, if it does, <laughs> there's going to be even more backlash. Just look at the outcry over Diablo Immortal, and that was a free to play game. But once you got to the end game, there was a seemingly endless amount of money you could spend to level up your character. And Blizzard got a ton of heat for that especially because they previously promised that its monetization would be cosmetic only. Yeah, look at that. Uh, another example where a developer promised that monetization would be cosmetic only in a service game. Only to have that not be the case. <laughs> Weird. Turns out these uh, businesses want to make money. <laughs> Believe it or not, after the frequent pay to win misdirection and increasingly intrusive monetization, there is yet another reason folks might be sour on Suicide Squad that has nothing to do with this battle pass. Uh, it may just be that people are tired of open world service games in general. Yeah, it's kind of a sense that we get having played a lot of open world games in the recent years. Bruce, Yami, I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of tired of looking at maps filled with icons of stuff to do. But even developers are starting to react to and acknowledge open world weariness. We're seeing a lot of games coming out in the future that have been intentionally slimmed down as a result, which is kind of interesting. For example, the upcoming Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to be a more intimate world compared to the massive scope of the recent Assassin's Creed games. Creative director Stephanie Boudon told GamesRadar that amongst our fans, we started hearing the desire for a character-driven story focused on the core pillars of the first ACs in a more intimate scale. 
Ubisoft is no stranger to pumping out open worlds, having put out several sprawling Assassin's Creed and Far Cry titles in the last 10 years. They started to see the response falter back in 2019 when Ubisoft CFO Frederick Duguay cited fierce competition in the service game sector when discussing the poor performance of The Division 2. They are really masters at those type of games, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. They were like Activision with Guitar Hero, just yeah, stamping yeah. them out. And even the biggest video game to ever video game, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> is reportedly rolling its scope back for Grand Theft Auto 6. What? Uh, 20... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that news. <laughs> uh, 2020 Kotaku report claimed that GTA 6 would be moderately sized by Rockstar's standards on release, with expanding updates coming over time. Oh, yeah, expanding updates. Like all those single-player updates we got for GTA 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. So it's likely that Rocksteady chose to make Suicide Squad a service-driven open-world action game when the world was still really hungry for him. And to be honest, five years ago, that sounds like the perfect video game. Now it's years later, and everyone's kind of sick of them. So maybe they missed their window? Delayed just a few too many times? Maybe. But quality games tend to succeed despite what's in vogue at any given time. Uh, despite a string of <laughs> disappointments with once trustworthy developers, Blizzard, we're looking at you. We really have yet to be done dirty by Rocksteady, so hopefully any trust isn't misplaced. Now, apart from that, just from a PR perspective, you really don't want people's first impression of your game to be about its monetization. Also, that could still change before the game launches. So, yeah, as a studio, you want people to be talking about anything else. The story of the gameplay, anything. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we can probably expect a comment from Rocksteady pretty soon on this, I hope, in the next couple of days. Because as of right now, lots of people's initial thoughts on Suicide Squad are... How do we put this? Not great. <laughs> At least the Band-Aid's off now, right? Maybe. <laughs> Battle Pass, there. Uh, now we can talk about the cool stuff and get everyone really excited again, leading up to launch. I don't know. And by the way, a random fun fact. The first known Battle Pass was released back in 2013. The game, Dota 2. It was called the Compendium, and a quarter of the cost went to fund a tournament prize pool. Hey, Dota 2, yet again, the <laughs> beginning of a lot of suffering in this world. <laughs> I don't know though, like that's, that's, I feel like battle passes work best when you know, you think the money's going to something instead of just extra skins for a game you already bought. And that's kind of what worked with the Dota thing, like it was going to a prize pool for the athletes you like to watch. So you were getting some goodies in game and then also part of that was going to pay out competitors that you like to watch to play. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it seems like the, what people are willing to accept in terms of battle passes and what they should offer is shifting over time. How about, how about you and you in the audience? What do you want to see in a battle pass? What we just mentioned, that battle pass sounds really cool when it goes towards something that will like benefit the community in some way, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is that like they want to make money, right? So, and this is going to seem like a lame answer. I really like Fortnite's battle pass. <laughs> I love the, I think it has the best bang for the buck. Like you get like 10 skins if you go down and that's pretty crazy. The fact that you get so so many skins when you go down that little battle pass. I think it's done well. They're the best in the business. They've been doing yeah. this for years. They know how to do it. So I, it makes total sense that they're, they are one of the best battle passes. Um, mm. Also, uh, for me, Battlefield 2042 did this, where they, they charge you $70 for the video game, and then they also have a battle pass. And it, that just immediately... I'm offended right away. I'm offended right away that I got to spend an extra 10 bucks, right? Normally it was 60, now it's 70. And then mm -hmm. I've got another thing that I'm spending money on cosmetics. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. If I... The only way to do this, if this were me, if I was the executive at Rocksteady, I would be like, just let the game be out for like three months. Give it three months. Hmm. See how it's accepted. See if people like it. Then drop the cosmetic battle pass on it afterwards. Like, mm -hmm. don't 
put it in immediately because I promise you, everyone looks at that negatively and goes, ah, they just want money. So just wait a second. <laughs> Bruce, to your point, I don't understand. I mean, from the consumer perspective, I don't understand why you don't get the first battle pass when you buy the game. A hundred percent. That feels good. That should be the thing. That yeah. bucks. Guess what, gamer? Your battle pass is already active for the next like a hundred percent. And then that gets you also used to playing with the battle pass. So when the lights shut off three months from now, you're like, oh, ten dollars, sure, no problem. Um, maybe. No, yeah, it gets people hooked, yeah. Yeah, and with the explosion, like the way that games explode goodies at you with like loot boxes and stuff, it's it's odd to me that they haven't invented like a gimme battle pass that they they kind of throw at you. The first one's free. I guess the, the, the take is probably way too good on shipping a battle pass with a game. That's probably it. They just look at all that money that would evaporate if they gave it away for free to begin with, but. And for the record, I, I agree with you guys that it's pretty BS that you would pay the full price and then have to pay for a battle pass. No, it, strictly just free to play games are the ones that should have battle passes. Hey, also this, this will be a feel good mention at the end of the show, a special inside games tip of the gamer fedora to Google, who's updating their Stadia controllers to be Bluetooth. That's really nice of them. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that a bit when Stadia was was dissolving. That if they didn't update the controllers, there'd just be a pile of plastic and batteries that would do nothing. So yeah, you just have to connect it, run Chrome, and you can make it a normal Bluetooth controller. So that's pretty cool. Thanks, Google. Uh, also, thank you, patrons. Here's some patrons that actually bought the Inside Games Bravery Battle Pass. Did you know we had that? Uh, Ian McGee, Not Gak, Talia Monochrome, Tito007, and Kyle Abbott. Yeah, it's the it's the Patreon. That's the, the Bravery Pass, just by the way. If you want to be a brave gamer like these... <laughs> These gamers, you got to get in there. Uh, and hey, keep a lookout for these brave gamers in the comments. They'll have that special Battle Pass hat we were talking about. <laughs> Jonathan Lenowski, Brown Sugar, Regulus, Spirit Bear, and Dylan Hiley. You're looking real sharp.